Support for the Great Quad Cities Listen on WVIK comes from the Joyce and Tony Singh Family Foundation. I'm Dave Geenan, and I live in Rock Island, Illinois. And uh, I'm Rick Myers. I have lived in Rock Island for a good portion of my life. The two met when Dave became the pastor at Rick's church. Now, though Dave is no longer a pastor, they remain friends. Dave invited Rick to the WVIK studios to ask him about his 36-year teaching career for the Great Quad Cities Listen. Uh, what are your memories of growing up in Rock Island? Where did you live in Rock Island? I actually lived right behind the junior high school I attended. Uh, my grandparents built the house, and I've uh, located pictures of both of them looking out the windows in a partially constructed there, so it's kind of a neat uh, uh, family history type, type of thing. Was that Washington? Uh, right behind Washington Junior High School there. So my most of my formative years were spent in the schoolyard there. Uh, throwing sand at uh, my best friends ended up being my best friend's wife, and she reminds me of that periodically. Uh, so, grew up in the Rock Island School District. Uh, post uh, high school, did you stay here for college? I uh, went just uh, down the road a piece. Uh, Galesburg Knox College graduate there. Uh, I uh, always had an interest in uh, uh, reading and especially history. Uh, I was I've been a history geek for a good good many years. Where do you think that comes from? Um, I had a grandmother who taught in a one-room schoolhouse out in Iowa. Um, I can always remember, and I, I give my mother credit for this. She was uh, some of my younger, youngest memories is her reading to me. Now, I was never a big fan of poetry, but I can still remember some of the poems that she would. She had a, a children's book uh, of poetry, and there's some things that I'm hiding, I'm hiding, but no one knows where because all they can see are my toes and my hair uh, type of thing. And I have no idea what poem that was, but I can remember her, her reading that to me. And uh, I think that's one of the best things that an adult can do with a child is read. Knox College, you studied history, uh, graduated and moved back to Rock Island? I did. Uh, some people think this wasn't uh, didn't have much of a... Uh, uh, of an ambition in life in a sense, but uh, I, I always wanted, I had a, I had a great experience in school, uh, in public schools coming, coming up through. And uh, it was always my goal to uh, come back to my high school and, uh, and teach and coach and, and give kids the, uh, hopefully give them the ex- good experience that I, I, I had when I, uh, when I went through. So that was my goal. And I got to do that. I Rock I, Island hired you right out of college? Not, not directly out of college. Uh, I went uh, from the uh, Ivy Towers, you know, a liberal arts college uh, where the theoretic, theoretical study to uh, working for the county highway department, uh, plowing snow in the wintertime. And here is the practical. And I'm telling you, the uh, some of the guys that I, I worked with were, uh, they taught me <laughs> as many lessons, you know, as as I received elsewhere in, in formal education. And starting uh, your teaching career at Rock Island High School, did you start out in the history department? Um, it was social studies. I'd taught in uh, geography, um, American history, uh, some civics, uh, that sort of thing. But uh, about half of I had 30 years teaching in Rock Island, and about half of those years were spent just in American history. Towards the end of your tenure, uh, you retired out of Rock Island High School as the AP U.S. history uh, teacher, and you got a government grant. 
Uh, I think that may be something you talk about as your legacy of what you did at Rock Island. Our, our technology director uh, put me onto this, and I, he helped me significantly. But I wrote a grant, secured a grant for uh, interviewing World War II veterans. And uh, it wasn't me, I mean my students. And it was a total voluntary uh, uh, t- type of thing. And uh, it was it it was probably the best thing I mean, if I was to look at, say, all right, Rick, there's one thing that you did that was really worthwhile in your estimation, what was it? This would be it. Students got to uh, sit down and talk to the people who who took part in this and uh, some of the realizations that they came up. They, they would do the interviewing. They would do the uh, the editing, deciding. What, they would ask the questions. They would do and this all, was the- all of the work. I would sit back and stay out of their way, and, and they were wonderful at it. They were just outstanding. And this was videotaped? Videotaped, right. And uh, so, uh, and, and uh, one of the really nice things is the veterans, uh, the bond you could see. Because I, once I got the introductions done, I stepped back out of the way, and they took, I mean, they interacted. And it was really a, a nice, nice situation. And uh, for a time when we don't see two generations, really mingling. Uh, I think you told me once what was really interesting in this whole thing was how much in common the veterans had uh, with um, the high school students at the time. Well, what was odd about the whole situation, I shouldn't say odd, one thing that occurred to many of the students, you could almost see them, the veil, you know, lift from their faces like, oh my word, they're the they weren't much older than I am right now. And uh, here they're off off going to places where, you know, they could only read about. You know, Serving on a submarine. Oh, that sort of thing and uh, flying. And uh, here's someone who was who at that time when they were serving were fly, was flying a plane, which would be a multimillion dollar, and said, and, you know, they would only be 18, 20 years old. And here they put me in charge of this whole plane, and uh, and they said without as much training as what you might think, and all of a sudden the students realized, oh, what are you know? I guess me having too much homework or me not being able to get a date for homecoming really isn't as big a problem at this age as as some of the things that some of them dealt with. And these were all local Quad City veterans, pretty much. Uh, pretty, if if they weren't, if they didn't start in the Quad Cities, they ended up here. So. That's how we ended up. So we're going to move a little fast forward. Um, uh, Post retirement, you did a little bit more of of the the capturing the stories, but you were involved in an interesting project that I wondered if you could share with us about. Uh, one of the other things that I would attribute to your contributions to <laughs> to uh, the culture and, and remembering the stories of Rock Island. Uh, there, it, this just evolved. It wasn't by necessary by, by plan, uh, but I, uh, I for a number of years I. I've been one of a group that have led um, um, reunion tours of the high school. And, of course, you hear a whole whole world of sto- different stories from different classes, and they've always been a, of interest to me. But uh, one class I took through, I made mention uh, – that uh, in this particular room, the old all the old newspapers were stored, and I, I made mention. I said, before I die, I'd love to get these uh, posted uh, online. The school and newspapers. The school newspapers, right? And uh, a week later, I got a thank you uh, email that said, "Thanks, Rick, for the, uh, the the tour. Appreciated it immensely. When you want to get started scanning those newspapers, and we scanned all the newspapers, posted those online. We how far do they go back? Um, 
Well, <laughs> there's an evolution. Um, they used to take all the newspapers, put them together at the end of the year, and that's how they would largely make the yearbook. So it was a combination. But I think we go back, we have some things from 1910. Um, but at any rate, um, it, it, it splits, and that's kind of an involved story in a sense. Uh, but uh, at, at any rate, we uh, uh, we end up scanning the uh, the yearbooks, and after that was all done, uh, the uh, the this uh, Doug Frazier, I have to give credit for him, to him says, uh, you know, it's always been my goal to write a book on the history of Rock Island High School. What do you think? And I said, well, we've done all of this. We're halfway home there to begin with. And so we took a book, and it's not meant to be an encyclopedia of everything that happened, but we thought we'd pick some things out and uh, – you know, kind of showcase, hey, this is, uh, if you're a graduate or if you had attended Rock Island High School, here's some things that have gone on that uh, um, you might not be aware and, and hopefully just, you know, sponsor some some pride and accomplishment that, uh, hey, you know, this is no slouch of a of a, a educational institution here. And, uh, well, of course, we- it's not all. There there are some, I mean, we also covered the riots of uh, 1972, which is not, uh, you know, it's not a positive, you know, thing that you you'd normally point to, but it, it happened, and it was of great interest. What surprised uh, so, you most about doing this book? Um, I, I think, and it, and it kind of goes with with the teaching of history in in general. I think perspective. Um, there's an awful lot of th- you know things that get put into perspective, and as going through, uh, you know, you'll hear people complain about. Oh, the younger, you know, the the freshmen can't do it. And you can go back into the newspapers and read in the 1920s or 1930s complaints, the same things going on. It was going on then as it is now. So sometimes it, it gives you a, a great perspective and it, and it kind of brings a smile to your face that, uh, yeah, there are some new things, some new challenges that we that we face, but there's an awful lot of challenges and, and things that aren't aren't new under the sun you know that was, we we've done this thing before you know so. one other question before we move on sure. from the book um wondered if you wanted to um maybe share some names because then there's a section in this book about famous graduates and oh. i don't think people realize the um, the um the, the contributions of of people who uh, were trained and educated in our Rock Island school district that went on to do great things. Well, I won't. I won't go through everything. You can. You can buy this book on Amazon, by the way. Uh, but and all of the all of the uh, it's all the proceeds from this go to the uh, Education Foundation. It, we, it doesn't go into our pockets at all. Uh, so I don't feel too bad about uh, plugging the book a little bit. But uh, we have a, an astronaut. We have a, a person who's been in space was a Rock Island High School graduate, as well as a whole host of uh, athletic, uh, you know, achievements and um, and such. We've had scientists, and we've had a whole whole slew of of different people from different walks of life. Uh, and uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we, that was kind of fun. Uh, and we've, I've had a few people come up to me, Rick, you should have put so-and-so. You know, okay, we'll get that in in volume two, uh, you know, ty- type of thing. But it, as, as I said, it's not supposed to be an encyclopedia of everything that happened. But we just picked out things that we thought would be would interest the reader. And so, uh, anyway, that's that's the purpose. How many years did you teach at the high school or in your whole teaching career? I had a total of 36 years. And I, and I think this is probably a question you probably are asked a lot, but how had teaching changed 
throughout your career from beginning to end? What were some of the joys that you saw in that or the frustrations of, of what had changed? If there's one thing that dismays me more than anything else, I had a profession that I dearly loved. And I can't wholeheartedly advise people to go into it for the only and the only reason is because uh, I think teachers are held um, held accountable for things that they have no account they have no control over whatsoever and and I think criticized unfairly it, now there's some people in any walk in any business any any job that uh, that are that are deficient but by and large there is there's precious little that teachers won't do for students by and large. You can find exceptions to the rule, of course. Uh, but that's that's pretty, I, I think that's that's probably the main criticism that I would have, or the complaint, not criticism, but complaint. Mm-hmm. So, um, Well, I know that you and your family, and, and especially you and our time together throughout the years, have um, enriched my life. And uh, I think once you're a teacher, you're always a teacher. And uh, the life lessons and, and the support you've offered me through the years um, are one of the reasons I invited you to, to come sit down and talk talk to us, because I think your story and your outlook on life uh, is something that we need to be reminded of and, and hear of more often. So, so thanks for spending the hour well, with me, Rick. Hey, well, I appreciate the opportunity. Dave Geenan and Rick Myers for the Great Quad Cities Listen. If you'd like to share your story as part of the Great Quad Cities Listen, sign up for a time and place to record at greatqclisten.org. Support for this project comes from the Joyce and Tony Singh Family Foundation.